Hey mom friends, and welcome to another episode of the Four Moms Podcast, where we talk about all things mommyhood, faith, and business. I'm your host, Allison Nick, and today we're doing something a little different. Um, God kind of placed this on my heart to have a mommy Bible study. And so we are going to be diving into a most popular scripture or chapter in the Bible. And at first, whenever God gave me this chapter, I was like, really, God, every woman, every you know, women's ministry meeting or within a church talks about this chapter. It's so played out. Why are you giving this to me? And whenever I read the chapter again, or these verses again, from where he was trying to tell me things, I was like, oh, okay. I see. It's kind of like when people say they read the same book, but every time they get something different out of it. So that's what we're going to dive into today. I'm actually just going to go ahead and go into um, who I'm raising my wine glass to. I'm going to do, um, not, I'm not going to do kids today, I'm going to do moms today. I'm dedicating this podcast and raising our wine glasses to all of you out there, all of our listeners and supporters. This past couple of months has been extreme for me. And I thank all of you for all of your supports, your comments, your likes on our Instagram and Facebook page. I thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, and if you could just keep supporting us, even just by writing a review, uh, so we can just be seen and heard by more moms that are out there just trying <laughs> to make it one day at a time. Because like we say, we get it. Um, but thank you guys so much just for everything that you are doing in the support of our mommy community. Um, But without further ado, let's go ahead and get started on our first Mommy's Bible Study. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? I definitely did, but I didn't know how to do it until I ran to a girl at a meet and greet and she told me about Anchor. Now, Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's free and it's ridiculously easy to use. And as a mom, we all know that things that are free are valuable. (laughs) And Anchor can now match you with other great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. Yes. So that means you can start making money whenever you start recording your podcast. It's ridiculously easy. It's great. It's fun. It's easy to distribute. So if you want to start your podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and other diverse podcasters here that already use anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Okay, excuse me. So let's go ahead and just get started for today. Um, If I sound a little weak, I am definitely under the weather. I don't honestly know what's going on with me, but um, it's just safe to say that it's safe for me to be at the house. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. I but okay, like I said in the intro, God gave me this mommy Bible study to do. And like I said, at first I was like, what in the world? What are you talking about, God? But since we do talk about all things mommyhood, faith, and business, I think it's just only correct for us to have a mommy Bible study. So today, our scripture is coming from, please rise and hold your Bibles. (laughs) And we are going to Proverbs 31. And our main focus for today is going to be verses 10 through 21. And then I'm also going to dive into 25 through 31 just for a little extra sum sum. Okay, so 
And like I said in the intro, whenever God gave me this idea and gave me this scripture, at first I was like, really, God? Like Proverbs 31, the virtuous woman, like everybody talks about this scripture. Every woman's ministry, every female reads this, you know, chapter at first. It's kind of played out. But whenever he gave it to me and I reread it through what he wanted me to say, um, it it was very eye opening. And there was there were some things in this chapter that I didn't realize were from this chapter that he had told me even before um, I left my job. And so it's definitely been a very eye opening and revelation. Okay, we're going to start with verses 10 through 12. If you have your verse, say amen. If you need a little bit, say a little bit. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. <laughs> Verses 10 through 12. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Her husband can treat, can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm all the days of her life. That right there is just powerful to me. Because first off, it's saying who can find a virtuous and capable wife? Who can find a woman out here that is a woman to the so to already to the standards to be a wife? Um, what that kind, what I got from that was before you become a good wife, you have to be a good woman first. You have to put in some self reflection before you get married. Most of the time. Whenever men are attracted to you, obviously it's first physical. We all know that. But it's also something about you. It could be a certain vibe. It could be just how you carry yourself. It could be um, a certain type of energy. There are a lot of things that, besides the physical, that can attract a man to you. And what I'm getting from this verse is that you have to do some self-reflection on yourself first before someone can really look at you and say, She's going to be more than just my girlfriend. She's going to be my wife. Putting you on that platform, on that pedestal of wifey material. Now, whenever I say wife, I'm not talking about being wifey as in this term is going around. Um, you know, we're going to play house. No, I'm talking about getting married, putting a ring on it, being committed, being faithful, walking down the aisle or, you know, to the courthouse, whatever. It doesn't matter how you get married, but doing it under god's terms okay um and i'm not trying to say this to offend anybody um but just doing what god has allowed and this is honestly to the people that have not been married before like i said there are people that are playing house the people that are like why hasn't he proposed to me you're doing everything for him y'all live in the same house y'all are um doing everything that a married couple should be doing so if he already has the milk why should he go out and and wed you if you are doing everything that he would want from a wife? I'm just saying that's a whole different topic. I, I dug a little bit too deep. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> so she is more precious than rubies. That line right there, God gave me when I was still journaling and never he kept telling me to leave my job. There were certain things he wanted me to say to myself in that line of the verse was one of them. He said, you were more precious than rubies. I don't know where it came from in the Bible, but I knew it was from the Bible because don't regular people just say that. <laughs> Girl, you more precious than rubies. We don't say that, but 
I never got to. I'm like, okay, that's in the Bible. And upon reading this, I found it. But you are more precious than rubies. Rubies, gemstones are very rare. Sapphires, emeralds, those type of things. They're rare. You see diamonds all the time. But he's saying you're more precious than rubies because you are rare. You're one of a kind. And that is my husband's phone going off. <laughs> Which obviously he didn't take with him to go drop off our kid. Let me turn it off real quick, you guys. So sorry. Okay. Ooh, loaded. Okay. <clears throat> Let's dive back into it. Her husband can trust her. She will greatly enrich his life. Now, it's not saying in order for you to be a good woman that you have to be perfect. Let me get back in my chair. You don't have to be perfect. Nobody is perfect. Everyone is going to grow within their relationships, within their lives. Um, but like I said before, a man has to look at you and and see the quality in you to move forward. And like I said, it's all about self-reflection. If y'all listen to the Mahogany Mimology podcast that I was just on that aired on Sunday, you guys, we talked about a lot of self-reflection in there and how being a mom kind of puts that in, into perspective because you have little people looking up to you, um, and mimicking you. That's the big part. They mimic you. Um, and like I said, all of us moms, we definitely understand that they're mimicking you there. Um, and so the self-reflection comes into many different forms, especially if you come, become a mom, but, um, in this part, becoming a wife, um, as well. Excuse me. I love that it says her husband can trust her. Obviously that should, that should be a must in a relationship, but she will greatly enrich his life, you guys. That means that, yeah, your man is good. He cool. He fine. <laughs> you with this man, you're like, oh, I got me a good one. But whenever you walk into his life, you are going to enrich his life. You are going to bring more to his life than he could even imagine. I love that. I love that. And that just, once again, it goes back to show the quality of the woman that you are. That you what you will bring into his life. So because of all the work that you have done on yourself and self-reflection, because of all of the time you have got to channel maybe past traumas or grief, going back to the episode with Tahoya Jackson on how to live versus to versus existing. I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be going back to some episodes, you guys. I'm just saying, doing some self-reflection and handling some trauma from your past can make you a better person. And ding, 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 enrich other people's lives. She will bring harm. I'm sorry. She will bring good, not harm all the days of her life. Because you are great within yourself, you add values to others. I I honestly don't know what else to say that. It's just these verses are so these three verses are so powerful. They're so powerful. And what? one person can do in someone's lives and multiple people's lives as it says here in verse 12 she will bring good to him not harm all the days of her life so obviously all the days of her life not only is she bringing goodness to him but she's bringing goodness to those around her your friends your family your your co-workers everybody even if you don't want to be at work (laughs) you go to work you smile you are enriching other people's lives so that was on the first three verses of this Bible study that I just 
Whew, that, that was enough right there. Okay, <clears throat> we're going to the next verses. We're going to do verses um, 13 through 15. She finds wool and flax and busily spends it. She is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. So she finds wool and flax and busily spends it. She is crafty. <laughs> Not just that, but she's, she finds stuff and she turns it into something. Um, she's an entrepreneur. She's a side hustler. She is a go-getter. She is someone that probably plans ahead. Because it says she, she finds wool and flax and busily spends it. So maybe she's doing something for her household. Um, <clears throat> maybe she's making clothing to sell it. Something. But she's a go-getter. And she's not just sitting there at the house twiddling her thumbs. She's out there making moves and making a difference. She's like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. <coughs> Excuse me. Bringing her food from afar. Whenever I read this, I didn't take this literally. I didn't say, oh, like she literally goes and she shops, you know, at Italy and has food delivered to her porch, you know, from the finest cuisine in Paris and blah, blah, blah. What I read whenever, <coughs> excuse me, what I saw whenever I read this, excuse me, is that she exposes her family to new adventures. She does, you know, obviously, because I've said before on different podcasts, I'm not the best cook. I mean, I can, you know, do, I, I do what I can do. But don't be expecting like no duck and no lamb from me. That's just not me. But um, exposing her family to new experiences. Um, I do like to travel, even if it's just within Texas. You know, they have those like caves and stuff down there. Um, San Antonio. Especially if you have young kids, you can take them pretty much anywhere. They're going to have a good time. But just exposing them to new things, exposing your family um, just to new, new cultures even. I remember, I believe I was, it was on one of Steve Harvey's shows, and he was talking about his wife, Marjorie, and he had said that before he had met his wife, all he did was work. He just worked, stacked up his money, and, you know, that was really it. But whenever his wife came into his life, she said, okay, you got all this money, what you going to do with it? And although, yeah, it was great to have some money in the bank account, you know, investments and stocks and all that good jazz. Yeah, 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 we get that. But she's like, you need to go and explore and go to different um, different countries and travel and blah, blah, blah. And he was saying that that was one of the greatest things that he brought into her life was traveling. I know Dubai is one of their favorite places to go. And Steve probably wouldn't have got there or even got the jet to go there if it wasn't for his wife saying, yo, we got to go somewhere. <laughs> we go we gonna we're going to try some new things out because you're just not gonna just work and come back to the same house and do these same things. No, we have to go out and explore and find new things to do, learn new things because just even learning and being exposed to new things could open up your eyes so much greater and exposes you to just the different people around you, even the pains of different people around you. My parents and I went to Africa in twenty thirteen and it was one of the greatest experiences of my life just to learn about the um, kind of like the civil rights that they had over there in South Africa. 
um, the Nelson Mandela movement. How over here, we went through our civil rights movements in the 60s. They went through theirs in the 90s. How here, we had grown-ups, grown people, college students and older, you know, fighting for our rights. They had middle schoolers over there fighting for their rights. <coughs> There's one story of a little kid. Um, they actually have painted the sidewalk red to symbolize his blood, how he was shot in one area. They carried him to another area, getting to safety and he obviously he passed away, but they have the sidewalk marked in red just to symbolize what, you know, his sacrifice for their rights. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. And it's, it was one of the most amazing experiences ever. It was so eye opening, so eye opening. Okay. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. So she gets up and she serves those that serve her and her family. That's important because obviously God doesn't want us to demean anybody, to look down anybody. People got to work. We get that. And so she's taking care of those that take care of her. It is something that we all have to do, right? Um, it's something that you never, let me say it like this, you never know who's an angel. You never know who can come back and bless you. The intern that you had at your job or your assistant that you had or someone that comes and cleans your house, um, some, the babysitter that came and watched your kids, that person can one day come and turn around and bless you with something. And because of the way that you acted towards them, because of your character and how you were towards them, they say, I remembered that. I thank you. Let me bless you. You never know who is an angel. You never know who is in disguise. <coughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm coughing because I have this fan on because whenever I don't feel well, I get really, really hot. But I guess I should turn this fan off. So I won't keep coffee during this podcast. I'm telling y'all, I'm not going to edit any of this out. We sitting here like we friends. We chit-chatting, okay? We just going through this Bible verse, okay? <coughs> On a Tuesday. <laughs> On a Tuesday. Okay, and she plans the day's work for her servant girls. Going, um, something that another, that Tahoya also said in her episode is that she plans out her week. Planning out her week so she, for her being a mom is extremely important. And I do the same thing. I plan out my week every Sunday. I have a little weekly board on my wall. And I write everything down so that I am able to look at the week ahead and say, okay, I got to do this, 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 and this. These got to get done here. Yada, yada, yada. Things get done. But planning the day's work out for her servant girls um, is important as well because you want people around you to be, to be productive. Um, so planning for yourself, A, is important. To look ahead and to schedule out everything that you need to get done. But scheduling out those things for those around you um, will help them as well to help you be more productive. So she has servant girls. She has a team to help her out to do the things that she may not be able to pay attention to because she has other things in her lives that she... Um, Maybe it's called to do. It said earlier that she finds wool, she spends it. I'm telling y'all, she a boss. She's an entrepreneur. She out here doing stuff. So she said, I'm going to have somebody else come clean my house. Okay? Okay. All right. 
Let's go into verse 16. Where else? I'll go into 21. Let me see. 16 through 19. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread. Her fingers twisting fiber. I'm telling y'all again, once again, she's a boss. Oh, something else I did learn from this a long time ago is that the Proverbs 31 woman did not do all of this in a day. She did not. And whenever we get to the end, you'll see what I'm talking about. There's more things that it talks about this woman doing and how phenomenal she is. And I know before, a lot of times I would read this and be like, this is just the perfect woman. She just does everything. But what I learned from some one of the pastors that had repeatedly uh, said this, uh, this chapter in this verse is that she did not do all this in a day. Probably went back to that planet. She probably had certain days that she was doing one thing. Some days she was doing another. Some days she was resting. But she did not do all of these things that we're going to talk about in one day. Because it's almost kind of impossible. Okay. She expects a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. Once again, she's making some boss moves. Okay. She buys a field and she profits off of it. She doesn't just buy it and just say, hey, I bought it. She profits off of it and she flips it and she turns it into something greater. <clears throat> Once again, going into adding value to something. Okay. Adding value into what you already have and what you're buying. She's energetic and strong and a hard worker. I'm telling y'all, this is, this is everything that they're talking about being, just being a bossed up woman and not necessarily just being an entrepreneur or being a corporate, even if you're a stay-at-home mom, you can, you're being a boss, literally. <laughs> you're running the household, okay? And a lot of times, whenever we are stay-at-home moms, we have to be crafty anyways, okay? We got to figure stuff out, um, whether it's to help with finances or just to help out the kids, keep the kids busy, okay? So I'm talking to all moms here. I'm not just talking to entrepreneur moms or corporate moms. I'm talking to all types of moms here. She's energetic and strong, a hard worker. She goes to get it. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. So she's not just making deals to make deals. She's not just out there making a quantity of deals. She's making quality deals. Okay? I'm telling y'all, this keeps coming back. This keeps coming back. Being a quality type of person. And... She has the mindset to know when certain things are right. I think this also goes back into women having a sixth sense. We have the sense to, well, not the sense to know. I'm not trying to say like, like common sense, but we have that gut feeling to know when some things are right and some things are wrong. And a lot of times we tell those around us, we say, hey, I know that's your friend, you know, little Billy, but I got a little, I don't feel right about him. I'm just saying, I don't feel right about him. Or, um, but you know, but you also have to make, also have to let your kids make mistakes too, right? Or you may tell your husband, um, babe, I don't know if you should, you know, I don't know if this is the right, the right place for you. I know it offers great money, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this person's going to treat you right or blah, blah, blah. I don't know if this company is for you. I don't know if this company is going to take your talent and is going to take it to the next level. You never know. I'm just saying, we have that gut instinct. 
Okay. So we make sure we're making profitable dealings. We have that good instinct. Um, her lamp burns late into the night. God knows as women, as moms, as wives, whenever we say we about to go to bed, we're about to put the laundry, the laundry from the washer to the dryer. We're probably putting the dishes in the dishwasher, probably picking up the clothes and the random socks from around these corners and in the living room. We're making sure all the kids stuff is put up, making sure our kids are completely seat before we go to bed, making sure husband's good. We're not just, oh, I'm going to bed and walking into the bedroom. No. Her lamp burns late into the night because she is making sure things get done. She's making sure, she's probably double checking. She's probably being sure that all these uh, deals that she did today, <laughs> she bought these fields and she has people turning it into a vineyard. Because it doesn't say she turned into a vineyard. It says she inspects a field, she buys it, and with her earning, oh, it does say she plants a vineyard. Maybe she has a team, though. You never know. With the earnings, she plants the vineyards. Maybe she's getting her plans together on how she's going to do this vineyard. I'm just saying. She doesn't just sit there and say, oh, yeah, I bought this. No, she's she's diligently making moves. She's diligently planning out what she has to do. And chapter 19, her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. It's going back to her um, spinning the wool and the flax. She is continuously doing things, making things. Um, I guess that's all I can really say on that. I mean, we kind of covered that in, um, what, what was that? In verse 13. Okay, verses 20 and 21. These are the last two verses of the main scripture that God gave me. And I'm going to skip down to um, another part that um, I just love to review because it's so great. 20 and 21, she extends a helping hand to the poor. She opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of winter for for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. Helping the poor, we, once again, she serves those that may not be able, may not have much. She opens her arms to the needy. She is always extending a hand. She has no fear of the winter for her house, for, so for everyone has warm clothes. So it says in verse 19 and 13, how she was spinning those fibers in that wool. She was planning ahead for her family to make sure every, everybody was good. Because God knows men don't think ahead. Okay? We are the ones thinking ahead, make sure everybody is set. Whenever we see things are half full, that Listerine in the bathroom is half full. We can go get some more so we don't run out. Things like that. Things of those nature. And so from before... Never she was planning ahead before, never she was spinning those fibers, spinning those wool, it came back and has benefited. Once again, what she was doing, the planning that she was doing, benefited those around her. Benefited her husband, benefited her children, probably even benefited the servants that were around her as well. So, once again, doing making sure that you are taking care of those around you. Because it's going to come back. Okay. Like I said, some of these verses, um, these last few verses are some of my favorite. Um, And honestly, I'm just going to read them, and I hope they just touch your spirit in a way. Verse 25, she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future because she knows God, God. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. 
Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Those last few verses are just, it makes you feel good about being a person. And it makes you also strive to be this phenomenal person that this always talks about. Being clothed in strength strength and dignity and having so much trust in God. Because like they say, you make plans and God laughs at you. She has so much strength in God and trust in God. Even whenever she does make some plans, they don't go right or they don't go the way she had them planned, she knows that God has a greater will and a greater plan for her and for her family. So she says, hey, it didn't go the way that I wanted it to, but it went the way that God wanted it to go. And that's something I know I have to work on because I'm a little bit of a control freak. When she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instruction with kindness. Ooh, giving instruction to my kids. Y'all, I get, I get, ooh, I get real frustrated, especially with JoJo. Well, obviously with JoJo. Gemma really can't do nothing now. <laughs> it's like I told you this three times. <laughs> but she gives them with kindness. Kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. She gets up off her butt and she makes moves. I'm so sorry. I had to keep saying that because a closed mouth does not get fed. It says faith without works is dead. You have to work and put that in to get to where you want to be. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. To me, the greatest thing of being a mom and a wife is having your kids say, Mommy, I love you and I'm so proud of you and thank you for all you do and have your husband do the same. That's just me, though. (laughs) But even in the Bible, it says that's one of the greatest things that a woman probably um, type of praises that she's going to get. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Going back to the top of our scripture, how we talked about having the quality. There are other women in this world, but you have higher standards than what just everybody else is walking around being. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. I don't even think I have to explain that, <laughs> honestly. We all know that we get older. Yeah, we're going to look good still, but we're not going to look like whenever our husband first met us. But because of who you are on the inside, your husband is not just going to be with you because of your outward appearance, but because of the quality that you have on the inside. I'm going to keep using the word quality, okay, you guys? But that was our scripture for today. I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know how often we're going to be. Oh, husband came home. I don't know how often we're going to be doing this Bible, um, these mommy Bible studies. But next time he gives me something like this, I would definitely let y'all know ahead of time. But thank you guys so much um, for tuning in and for listening. And y'all enjoy.
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Four Moms podcast. I just want to say thank you to all of our family, our friends, and our supporters. I want to give a big thank you to my husband and my kiddos um, for just embracing me and supporting me on this crazy journey that I'm going on. Um, like I've said before, go ahead, subscribe, leave us a review so that we are able to reach more moms, more women, and so we can keep encouraging them to go after their dreams and we can expand our mommy community even more. Um, thank you again for listening, and I cannot wait for y'all to listen to the next episode.